All right, what's up, y'all? It is Will here at Schedule Fly, and man, one of my favorite dudes that I've come across in all the years of doing this is on the other line here, Travis Todd at Ocean Odyssey in Cambridge, Maryland. Uh, Travis, you and I have talked before. You've been on the podcast. We've we've uh, you know we've we've been communicating for several years now. Um, I've always admired your story, your family business, uh, the way you approach things. Uh, you know, if, if uh, if I could list, you know, a handful of folks that I've come across in the years of doing this, I'd like to sit down and have a beer with sometime. You're one of them, man. So thank you for taking the time to do this. Well, you're having a beer with me right now, Will, because I just poured myself one. I love it, man. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Did you really? What'd you pour? <laughs> and I got to tell you, I certainly appreciate all of those compliments. And the, uh, the feeling is mutual, man. I, uh, I, uh, respect from afar uh what you all do and uh appreciate so much uh what you all do and what it's done for us both um yeah with your program and and with your content and uh your interviews and your uh ability to get people to share information that um can then be channeled into uh, help with other people who are going through similar scenarios so kudos to you too pal oh man i appreciate that well you know it's good to um you mentioned before you actually said it's like therapy sometimes and i've, I've always remember that um when you, you know you said listening to this is almost like therapy because you're you're hearing folks that are dealing with the same issues um and sometimes that's hard to remember because gosh what y'all do is so um well, it's, it presents so many challenges, and it's hard to kind of pop your head up sometimes, and you're you're kind of in the middle of things and putting out fires all the time, and it just seems like, how in the world does anybody else have to do all this stuff? And sure enough, they all do. <laughs> but, uh, what, okay, first of all, what kind of beer did you just pour? Um, I actually just poured a Guinness Blonde. A Guinness Blonde, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I haven't had a Guinness Blonde. In, I don't know if I've had a Guinness Blonde. I like Guinness. I'm not sure if I've had a Blonde. Let me check that out. That sounds like a good one. Yeah. Mm. I've been drinking uh, Narragansett recently. Have you had that? Uh, have I? <laughs> Sold on merit. I love that, man. That's a good beer. That's a really good beer. Uh, yeah, that's a good one, too. When you, you know, when you know you're going to be going to hang out with some people who can put them down, because what a, what a, what a tasty beer for a great price point. You can afford to throw those around and uh, yeah. not take too big of a hit out of the uh, lunch money fund. No, man. I got those 16-ounce ones, and I uh, found them at the um, – there's a supermarket chain down here in the southeast called Publix, and uh, <clears throat> they carry them, and uh, they're, they're good. I like them. Um, I wish I could pop one open, but I've got – you know what? This is a weird day. I have four – podcast episodes to record today which was was not uncommon when this first hit and y'all were all kind of close well of course you were close anyway seasonal but you know everybody was at home nobody knew what the hell was going on everybody had a lot of time and we would do them and then over the last month or two it, you know like for a while i just kind of didn't even bother uh, contacting people kind of in may and june because everybody was getting reopened and it just takes so much to get reopened um, when you're, when you're not, I mean, it already is enough for you when you're seasonal, when you're not, and you had to close and then now you're trying to reopen and you're trying to deal with all these 
guidelines and stuff. I just kind of let everybody alone. Yeah, an hour, an hour can seem like an eternity mm-hmm. uh, when juggling all of that. So. Yeah, but anyway, I've got four today. I'm worried if I start drinking now, I might not even be. You know, <laughs> yeah, you better, you better hold off on that one. Next time, schedule me last. And we can, uh, <laughs> well, we need to do it in person sometime. I know you you've been going to Asheville some. Um, do you, is that an annual trip for you, or is that just um, one you've been a couple of times? Uh, you know, I, I hope to, I hope to make it an annual thing. My, um, my wife's sister, who is also, you know, a person I consider my best friend and of course her husband, PJ, who, uh, is a heck of a guy and I've got two nieces down there. So, um, we kind of make a yearly pilgrimage down there, so to speak. It's either there and her other sister lives in Vermont, you know, mm. so we, we kind of, and, and then her parents are in Williamsburg, so we kind of just traipse up and down the East oh, Coast. Nice, uh, and then my folks are in Florida, so <laughs> we're in Florida. Kinda, we just kind of uh, we 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 go up and down the East Coast each winter when the restaurants close, and just try to uh, you know spend time with family. And then of course it just so happens we live in these wonderful places that we get to go explore a bit and take in a bit of the uh, local flavor and culture while you're there. And, bring bring back some of the parts we can with us to uh, here on the eastern shore of maryland so it's yeah always something we look forward to in the winter god florida to vermont man you got the whole dang east coast where, where in florida are your uh folks <laughs> oh they're down there pretty much central florida they just found um they found a little bungalow that uh slash retirement home that they uh they like to go down there and uh pretend they're college kids again and ride around in the golf carts yeah there you go Nice, man. Well, Asheville's awesome. Williamsburg's awesome. I've not been to Vermont. Um, I've heard great things. I, I, ironically, I literally just got off the phone with a guy at um, Skinny uh, Skinny Pancake. You ever come across one of their places when you're up not, there? Not yet. Not yet. Check it out, man. They, I, I don't know how many. I think they have like seven or eight. Really good operation. Um, and... Um, cool cool group of folks very cool group of folks but they're up there and that's there that's there in vermont will yeah um i don't know what's what's the what's the capital of vermont oh boy i hope it's montpelier that's, Is it montpelier? that's, that's, <laughs> well, that's you, what i'm gonna say but where do you go not, in vermont right. um they've moved around a little bit but right now they're they're about 10 minutes away from Lake Champlain okay. um, and pretty close to uh, Otter Creek. Uh, so I think I'm going to say it's called Moncton, but I don't okay. quote me on that. I've, I've got a terrible sense of direction. Um, so, <clears throat> but I'm pretty sure it's called Moncton, but yeah, I've spent some time uh, hunting on Lake Champlain uh, in the winter and man, what a majestic view. I just mm. couldn't get over uh just kind of taking it in it's amazing uh i think there i mean i know Bur- in burlington is that where is university of vermont is that in burlington yes yeah, yep I, and so we spent some time there too that's only about a 25 minute oh, drive yeah. i know and, they're uh, there i think they've got like five or six or seven locations they're kind of spread around uh but burlington okay. yeah check it out because i remember the university duly, being there. duly noted i will yeah uh, skinny pancake right. man yeah i plan to be up there this uh this winter if, if everything goes you know, if, if, if you're allowed to go to Vermont, I don't. <laughs> who knows what the rules are going to be by then? But we'll see. What do you hunt up there? Uh, well, I mostly sit in the boat and tell <laughs> jokes and watch my brother-in-law and his son teach me how to hunt. <laughs> but uh, 
we try to get some birds. Yeah, he'll go after he'll go after deer and moose and all that. But mm-hmm. I haven't uh, haven't quite earned the right to um, to do that with them yet. That's a that's a whole different style of hunting than than this area. That's they're they're tracking and spending multiple nights out in the uh, out in the woods. And uh, so I think I. Uh, got to get my skill level up a little bit before I hop in that. But no, we, we've hopped in some boats and uh, just going after ducks and geese, migratory birds. Gotcha. Gotcha. Done some ice, ice fishing up there too, which was pretty neat. Uh, now when you, I'm trying to remember when you came to Asheville, maybe it was like a couple of years ago. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you come down and do a, a race, like a 10 K or something or a marathon? Oh yeah. Yeah, that was the second time. Yeah, my, my sister-in-law signed, uh, she kind of duped me into signing up for a half marathon. It was right there at the Biltmore. Okay. And, uh, oh, yeah. man, oh, man, what a neat what a neat place to hurt your body real bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was absolutely beautiful just running all around the, the Biltmore property. And, um, that's the first time I've actually seen the building itself, and that was, I want to say it was on, like, mile seven. So by that time, any of those hills there, there's no hills where I live, so yeah. I can't possibly get ready for that. So mm. around the corner at mile seven, and then all of a sudden there's this Biltmore building, and, and it didn't even feel real. That was wild. Did you run right across the front, uh, like, the front, where the front yard is and the front entrance and all that? Or did y'all run behind sure it? Did. Yeah, yeah, that place ran, is freaking yeah, awesome, right? across it. We we go up there every year for um, right after Thanksgiving. My wife's birthday is around that time, and uh, we like the day after Thanksgiving. We go up every year and hang out uh, Biltmore Village Hotel for a couple of days, and love it there. Beautiful. Um, well, if you're into, uh, well, I mean, do you do a lot of that kind of stuff? A lot of fitness, running, and things mm, like that. Yeah, no, I hadn't. Um, <laughs> I mean, I fooled around with the Tough Mudder like a decade ago, and uh, that was a blast. I love that. I did that at. Um, at Wintergreen Resort in Virginia, which is a ski resort. Yeah. And once again, once again, talk about hills, buddy. Good grief. Yeah. Uh, my legs didn't work for about three days after that, but it was it was a lot of fun. But no, I, I, I don't really do any of that stuff until somebody kind of suckers me into it. And then um, my Asheville brother-in-law actually suckered me into signing up for the Eagleman 70.3 triathlon that they do right here in Cambridge, which is a amazing event which we have always had fun being supporters for it and kind of throwing a party in my yard and inviting everybody over and giving high fives out and all that but he um he sucking me into that so that's kind of one nice outlet i had this winter and spring when all this madness was going on to to keep on pushing to stay active and get get my body ready for that so i've been swimming in the river and learning how to bike and run so no i don't i would not say that i was an athlete or into that <laughs> yeah stuff, well it sure sounds to like it to me it, man <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome well there's there's two reasons i ask you that um yeah. one is i, I want to get into um the you know the important part of running a business right now, running a restaurant, working in a restaurant and taking care of yourself mentally and physically. But, um, so I want to get to that, but you know, when we mentioned Vermont, it's funny because, uh, I had just talked to the the guy there at skinny pancake. And then like two days ago, I listened to, I think his name's like Joe DeSena. And you just mentioned tough mutter. And this guy is the guy that started the Spartan races and, uh, they ended up buying tough mutter. Um, is that right? Yeah, yeah, they did. He talked all about that because they were like for 10 years, they were like battling back and forth and um, all this stuff. It was like a really heated competition. And uh, But Joe lives up in Vermont on a farm. And um, 
he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, like, I mean, like a few days ago. I mean, it was like, I don't, you know, like Thursday of last week or something like that. It's a really cool episode. Um, but he talks about being up in Vermont and, um, they have that, like, I think they did like the, something called the death race up there or something crazy. Uh, but he was talking about taking this dude that was like 625 pounds and he came and lived with Joe and his family on his farm for like 18 months. And Joe got him down to 260 pounds, I think, in 18 wow. months, from 625 to 260 or something like that. Um, wow. Quite an interesting guy, but that was up in Vermont, too. That's, uh, but but, but uh, the, the bigger picture here and the thing that, you know, a lot of people are, are probably thinking about and will relate to in your industry and, and elsewhere right now is that outlet, you know, that you need uh, in such a crazy unprecedented time of uh, finding a way to um take care of yourself take care of your your body take care of your mind it, it's very stressful so i'm glad to hear that you've been doing that um and I, i'm just i'm curious you know as y'all came into this you're a seasonal business so this thing hits you hadn't even like opened yet and then covid hits so man like what's been happening the last couple months at ocean odyssey yeah, how about it? Um, and no, I and as you said, I agree. I think anybody um, in this, you know, in this business, I think it's critical that they have some type of outlet, like you said, but an outlet that will help produce good results for them yeah. as well. You know, and not not get trapped in the, I guess, the easy outlets that are associated with you know, hospitality business in general. It's, it's nice to find something that can be constructive uh, yes. for you in, in, in other ways. So yeah, I totally agree with you with that and, and fully encourage anybody who's been, you know, contemplating it or thinking about it. Just, you got You have to make, you have to make that happen for yourself in some way, shape or form, you know? Do you do it by, um, is that like the commitment to the, is that the, you kind of commit yourself. You go, well, I got this right. You, you kind of have to do it at that point, right? You have to get ready. You have to train. You, is is that part of how you get yourself motivated, or is it just something you do already and then people get you down into these races? No, I don't do it already. I mean, I will, no. I'll, I mean, I guess to a certain extent I'll do some stuff, but no, I I kind of just wait till somebody I like says, hey, you want to do this stupid thing and then you know i'm thinking <laughs> well if if you know if i can't really come up with a with a pure reason as to why not i'm like heck yeah let's you know let's do it and then it's kind of fun to figure it out as you go and you know i'm not you know you shoot you say what's happening happening in ocean odyssey you know you have to remember i've you know, i'm what almost 40 now but i you know this place was built when i was five years old and yeah. in in some way shape or form <clears throat> you know even when i was a kid i sure i wasn't working in it but i was here and i was you know, hearing the noises and seeing what's going on and then my parents would come home at the end of the night and they're talking about it so um uh, you know definitely restaurant business in the blood oh for sure um, so to speak um Oh shit! Now, well, I've forgotten your original question. I've got a tendency to drift off like that. Oh, so well, why, just why? you know what's been happening. I mean, like you said, I mean, this place has been in your 
your life, basically your entire life. Um, and yeah. I, I know you've had plenty of economic ups and downs. I mean, you, you know, cyclical ec- economy ups and downs. You've probably had right. storms, weather events, all this crazy stuff. But I mean, nothing even close to what's been happening now. Right. So yeah, like you said, uh, economic ups and downs. And so yeah, nothing does compare to now. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, we've had look, we've had some major difficulties in certain years for reasons completely outside of our control so there's a little bit of you know we don't have immunity to hard times by any means but we also yeah we you know the what's the saying like the rose-colored glasses or we don't we don't have the (laughs) we are not everyday optimists about um you know about about business it just it's not possible to think that way without driving yourself crazy so there's a certain level of you know mental preparedness and systems preparedness to to deal with the ups and downs of that and especially having been you know in the seafood manufacturing business as well and seafood business and and is knowing knowing what a a bad year feels like or it's a bad two years feels like and uh you know finding a way to make it to the other side anyway so you know when somebody asks <laughs> i guess i guess to, to on the less serious note like if somebody asked me if i want to do a triathlon I'm like, yeah well that can only be so hard right so yeah why not um <laughs> you know <laughs> well yeah you do i mean you're an interesting thing because you've probably had issues where there's been i i, I weather-related things that have depleted the crab population or things like that? Is that the kind of thing? Or what are some of the things where you've had, you said, like a bad year, a bad couple of years? What are some of the contributing factors of that prior to this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's let's go back to the 80s, okay? Um, so I'm still a kid at this point, right? So Pops, Pops has gone and Ma have gone through the process of getting this building you know, built, renovated, put up together, get the business thing in line, hire on crew, you know, you know, just getting started. And next thing you knew, they, uh, they shut route 50 down. (laughs) There's, you know, totally rerouting traffic Mm. around the main vein of like our access point, you know? So now I was not part of that. I was just a kid, you know, like stealing crab cake sandwiches and, uh, you know, wanting to, wanting to go play at my friend's house so i you know i didn't feel that yeah in any way shape or form like like you would uh, once you're in the driver's seat of this kind of thing but but that's you know that's woven into part of ocean odyssey right what so they so, changed the traffic the major thoroughfare that was going through there yeah which right would've... like you can't you can't plan for that yeah you know they had to fix that fix part of the road right so that's the 80s yeah. Then you go, you know, then you go into the 90s, right? And then all of a sudden, maybe just say, <clears throat> you know, the influx of in- imported crab meat um, mm. just devouring yeah. shares of, um, you know, domestic sales. You know, it's it's flooded the market, and, you know, here we are. And at that point, you know, we're still processing, you know, a large portion of our business was still processing crab meat. And the the amount of work and the cost and time and infrastructure needed to do that, that doesn't change. But all mm. of a sudden that product is not, you know, worth, you know, 60, 70% of what it, of what it should be, you know? So then you have to try to 
sort through that. Now I'm a little older at that point, so I'm starting to, you know, starting to learn as much as a teenager slash twenty year old can about economics. You know, there's only I've only got so much capacity in my mind at that time to to realize what's going on because still, you know, our solution to everything for years and years and years and years was just work harder, work harder, work mm. harder, work harder. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the you know, that was the mindset, that was the answer to everything. It wasn't it wasn't what's happening outside of our little box. It was just that we'll work harder and you know, we'll get through it. Not always the you know, not always the right answer, is it? Well, but, that's yeah. There's a there's a there's a break point there though, isn't there? I mean, there's there's a point where you just can't really work a whole lot harder. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's you got to right. you got to figure out how to work smarter, I guess, right? At both. Well, yeah, I mean, the hard work doesn't go away. Yeah, you know, but it, it's not the it's not the lone solution to to problems. But yeah, you like you, like you said, there is a break point, and uh, unfortunately, sometimes you have to hit that break point to to learn <laughs> to learn that lesson. And then uh, kind of retrace your steps and start figuring out all the things you don't know and, and go from there. So so I guess, you know, to make a long story short, and certainly those weren't the only challenges we've had. I mean, what it's been since, you know, we've been in the seafood business as a family since 1947, and we've been in the restaurant business as a family since 1986. So, um, yeah, there's lots of, lots of ups and downs and lots of... Uh, learning curves and learning lessons in there so this this one definitely <laughs> um you know fortunately fortunately for him pops retired last year so he hasn't got to deal with this crap so it's uh, <laughs> this, this landed pretty heavy on uh, myself and my business partner's lap mm. and um and, and i can't you know i can't one thing i keep thinking about will you know I definitely try to count you know the lucky parts, right, uh, for perspective. And because um, we just, we basically just, my business partner and I basically just created a company from the ground up last year hmm. and got everything into a position where Pops could retire, right? So we took on everything. And at least we had one year to get our feet under us. And not only that, we renovated the, the downstairs of the building yesterday, or excuse me, not yesterday, last year we added you know, a whole nother dining room and bar and um, extra space. And, um, yeah, it took, took on a pretty big risk right out of the gates. And at least we had one year or one season to have done that because timing-wise, you know, if we just got started this year and hmm. had to jump right into this right out of the gates, and I, and I can't help but think how many other, you know, operators or, or restaurants have been in that position where you know they were on the path and doing things right and had all their ducks in a row and were ready to get going and all of a sudden just boom the rug swept out from under them so my my heart goes out to anybody who's you know had just the unfortunate result of timing and and nothing more Anyway, don't know how I got off on that, but well, look, I agree with you, brother. I mean, the, the um, I'm a little bit older than you. I'm 46 now. Uh, man, one thing I have learned is uh, through the ups and downs of um, you know career success or not or lack thereof and and challenges and things like that. It, it 
there, so much of it is this weird combination. There's no perfect formula, but if you've, if you've gotten to a certain point, hard work absolutely mattered. Um, working smart absolutely matters, but unless you just have so much ego, you can't admit this man, luck matters too. I mean, it just does like lucky timing, lucky, you know, and it could be, you know, it's just, if you just started a, a concept earlier this year and I mean, there's one I, I, that I know of, a, a um, very touted one in, uh, in Raleigh. And this guy came in and he was, uh, you know, iron chefs to all this kind of stuff. And, you know, opened the doors in like, I don't know, November of last year or something. And, you know, the investors, uh, when this hit, they're like, we're done. We're out. Close that place up. You know, it's just terrible. Ter- I mean, this oh is a very God. talented, successful person that bad luck, bad timing, wrong place, wrong time. Boom. Done. So it, it really is a, um, you, you said your heart goes out and that's why I thought of that because there are so many people that have been really hit hard by this, that, that are, are good people, good concept, good team, good work ethic, good everything. And they just shitty luck. Yeah. yeah and i guess if and if you are listening don't you know don't call it quits because of that i mean i, mm-hmm. I know that that's mm-hmm. probably easy to say from this point but you know you learned a ton and you can bring that there will be a point that you can re-enter and and that's do, right. do do great at what you do so don't you know if you're out there listening don't blame yourself for something that was completely out of your hands just get ready to get back in the fight when it makes sense that's right, brother. I love that. I love that optimism, man. I really do. And you, um, you have that, and so many of your peers have that. And look, to do what you do, you, you mean you've got to have that. Um, you said you don't have rose-colored glasses, and I hear you, but you got to have this awesome balance of you know optimism, work ethic, drive, creativity, grittiness, hustle resiliency it's a challenging challenging business just you know in good times um there's so many things you have to have to manage through um and now this just adds so much to to the uh to the mix but um so many of your you and your peers you know early early on there are a lot of people saying oh well you know independent restaurants are just they're being shut down they're screwed they're done you know like well guess what you know you nobody could account for how incredibly resilient and creative and driven and positive so many of you are. And so it's resulted in these really inspiring stories of people that have, they've tweaked their business model or they've, they've made adjustments or they've figured out a way to, you know, barrel through this. And, uh, I don't think anybody's just, you know, uh, having you know the greatest year ever but 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 people are, are figuring it out and uh like you said they're, and they're going to get to the other side and those that didn't you know what there's going to be a lot of um empty uh, um locations where you got a landlord that's saying i, I got to get somebody in so maybe rents will be cheaper and maybe you can get in you know at a better rate somewhere and start fresh and one thing that's not going to go away Forgive me, and I'll jump off my soapbox. But um, I get so impassioned when I talk to you all about this stuff. One thing that will never go away, as long as we're here, is people wanting to be connected and people wanting to go somewhere to be treated like they're at home, to be treated like their family, 
to, to be given great hospitality and have a place where they can celebrate, where they can mourn, where they can hang out with friends or family or business colleagues and just get away from, you know, the, the normal daily routine and just enjoy good experience with good food and good people. And that will never go away. So on the other side of this, we need great independent restaurants like you and your peers run. No doubt about it. And there's always going to be a big need for that and a big demand for that. Well said, Will. Totally agree. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, well, when do, Okay, so when do you typically open every year? Uh, yeah, so normal year um, timeline, give or take, uh, we'll close down during the first quarter. So January, okay. February, March, April, uh, the restaurant's closed. The work is not done, but the yeah. restaurant is closed. Okay. Um, and then we'll be open um, quarter two, three, and four. Now, of course, that's changed multiple times over the course of 30-some-odd years. Um, but that was our pattern. That's what, that's what we went into it with um, uh, last year, and that was, that was our plan again for this year and then uh, you know enter curveball after curveball after curveball obviously that had to be modified that is, it was a little wild you know because we so we do we winterize the building you know all the water's turned off all that kind of fun stuff for the winter because it can get pretty pretty cold here and there's you know being as many steamers and equipment as we have everywhere it's a labyrinth of plumbing so any chance you get to reduce busted pipes and and heating and costs and all that we we do that we do a big maintenance overhaul uh, every winter while the building is down take everything apart put it back together that way it doesn't break down on you on the fourth of july or at least that's the hopes of course that happens too but that's the, that's the goal so yeah so we're yeah so we're going through winter and then you know we take take a few weeks where we literally don't step in the building unless we need to and take some time with family and uh, recoup and refresh from what has been a uh, you know a, um, a challenging run so we in that eight month period we do the equivalent of you know 13 months worth of work and hours and effort if that um you know sometimes i feel the need to remind people because they they'll say oh you only work eight months man you've got it made <laughs> well let me tell you something about our friend the 70 to 90 hour work week buddy um mm. so uh <clears throat> but yeah so you know here comes march and uh we, you know we scheduled you know we're still kind of in the clear at that point uh it's you know it's the whole covid thing is still kind of a di- off in a distant land right and it's you know it's not going to happen here and so the idea is you just kind of carry on and plan i think it's march might have been february i can't recall at this point but yeah scheduled interviews had some great interviews was about to onboard you know close to 20 new crew members just to you know get them get them up and running a lot, you know we've got a lot of we're a big you know we're we're a big restaurant for a small amount of time and then, uh, you know, so you've got to you've got to train up a lot of first-time crew members, so they just get a taste for what this requires, what it takes to learn their stations, to have them ready. Because typically around here, when once Memorial Day hits, it's like a light light switch flips, and it's just it's full tilt mm. until and, you uh, close down. 
Yeah, so there's so there's a build up period to that, right? And uh, so it takes us, you know, a month, month and a half, um, just to get get people in and get them accustomed to it and find out, you know, who's into it, who's not into it, and um, you know, and at which point our, our you know veteran staff will return and and uh, pick up where they left off, which is amazing and uh, it's so great, you know, when when they're available again because. Uh, you know, then you've got some leadership in these other various positions, but it just it, it it pays off to to put in the time to really um, you know let people get some laps around the track before 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 the floodgates open. So anyway, we're there, Will, and we've got all these good applicants, and we're you know we got to the point where we're we're ready to hire, and you know we've got our staff meeting. Uh, established and it had been established for you know a month in advance and everybody had been notified and about three days before the staff meeting you know we get the news hey no groups of 50 or more and you know we're teetering right on that line like pit grief we can't even you know we can't even get the people together to to have this meeting so we put that off and at that point you're just kind of waiting and collecting information and seeing what's going on and meanwhile this state's shutting down and that state's shutting down and Mm. And we're thinking, shoot, man, we, you know, we had all the, you know, we had all the maintenance team and uh, everybody ready to come in and get this building back up and running. And literally within, you know, within a one week period of doing that is when the announcements came out that indoor dining is closing and, and all of that. If I recall, if my timeline's accurate, man, so much has happened in the past couple of months that I've, I've got it all jumbled up in there. But Oh, for sure. No, I mean, it seems so, like a couple of years. Yeah. Or, yes, for sure. Yeah, so we had to make, we basically had to make the call to, you know, launch a boat with new crew members in a hurricane or wait you know what even a semblance of predictability or rules or you know any kind of helpful information for planning purposes uh you know in that waiting period as we all know turned out to be quite a bit longer than anybody could anticipate now in a way as a business were we you know was it in, in a bad, bad situation, was it good that we hadn't opened up yet? Yeah, it was. Um, hmm. You know, because we weren't, we weren't forced to, you know, uh, immediately lay everybody off or try to pivot and sell groceries and, and, and all of the creative, <clears throat> you know, all of the creative things that people did to try and make sense out of this while the rules were changing every day. Um, you know, it just unfortunately it didn't allow us to create as many jobs as we're used to creating that time of the year and um you know and then so we're we're just waiting and collecting information and, and you know a month goes by and then next thing you know it's here we are it's it's no longer april we're, we're creeping into may and um we are seasonal you know so we've we've got this window of time that it can either happen or not mm. so it's it's time to make. <laughs> it's no longer time to think about tough decisions to make. It's time to make these tough decisions with no clear path as to whether they would be the right ones or not. Um, so yeah, man, it was a that was a very interesting, God. very interesting period. When did y'all get to open? 
Uh, right. So we, 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 we got everything in place and said, look, no matter what it looks like or how it goes or, or what happens, we've, we've got to get these doors open by Memorial Day. Otherwise, you know, every other scenario we consider just is like, it, if it can work, we got to do it. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so that's what we did. And, and you know, we opened, well, we opened with five. We opened with five crew members out of what would have been 45. I was going to say, no, oh, good grief. Were yeah, you, at that point, at that you point doing... all we could do, all we could do was carry out. We could not use the dining room. Yeah. We could not do outdoor dining. Mm. We did not have online ordering. We were old school, buddy. I mean, we, you know, yeah. we had, we had some legacy sales systems here. We had some old dinosaur computers that had done us right. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, we had not had a, a giant catalyst to, to push us off those things. So within, <laughs> we, we talked to a good buddy of mine here. Um, in fact, we were in the middle of, we were over here in the restaurant just working on stuff and we had ripped up the old carpet out of the office. And so, and we're still sitting here on, on fiberboard floors. Cause right as we're thinking, Hey, we've got a week or two, let's, you know, let's, renovate the office they hadn't had anything since 1986 then all of a sudden it's like oh we gotta open so we're you ought to see the office right now man it is a patchwork something but it does the <laughs> job um but uh but yeah so we so so we get going and, and um we had talked to a good buddy of ours um who uh runs a, a, a wonderful coffee company around the area and he was telling us about you know how how glad he was that he was set up with this online ordering system and so you know basically more or less was like hey boys you got to do it so you know we dove in well we had first we had to plug the computers back in because we ripped the carpet out so everything was unplugged and so you know within within a week we set up accounts and worked out all the bugs on this online ordering and so that was kind of how we started off was with um, the brand new system hmm. what, built in a week and a half What's that? What system is it? So we went with Square, uh, okay. who yeah. then who who I found out the hard way, then uses Weebly. For, mm. I'm I'm not a I'm not the highest tech guy, Will. <laughs> so you know, and and Square was busy as heck, and I didn't even know how to get in touch with anybody who could kind of guide me through this stuff. Not to mention, you know, half the rest of the country was calling them at the same time. But so you know, kind of hacked our way through it, but got it up and running. And literally, it started working and printing the kitchen we had to try to convert all the thermal printers and impact printers we had here so i just went down this bunny hole of technology i was basically buried in my computer screen for a week and a half while my partner was just looking at me like you're gonna be able to get this thing to work i said i don't know but you know, gotta keep on trying but we got it running the day before we opened which was oh man talk about a, a little victory that was a little victory and not even knowing how well it was going to work for us but yeah so anyway we got the doors open we did not get the doors open. The building could not even be open at this point. We just opened hmm. with, uh, you know, five crew, and um, he completely overhauled the menu. You know, you can only do and that's not an uncommon story. I'm sure you've been hearing that a lot. You had to change everything about the way you've been operating and just yeah. kind of test the waters and see what you can do. And so, yeah, it was all phone calls and online orders and us, you know, masking up and running the stuff out to the parking lot. And, uh, but I guess in hindsight too, about three years ago, uh, when I was still working with pops, I convinced him to take a chainsaw to the side of the building and cut in this like 14 foot window service window 
so that we could start this beer garden service, which he thought I was crazy, and I don't blame him for the first year or two. It was basically perceived a failure. It didn't really do what I hoped it had do, it would do. But now, in this setup, we had this amazing access directly on the side of the building, right from our parking lot, that folks could walk right up to this window. We could open it up and, and take care of them in, in that way. So that turned out to be a blessing a couple of years after the fact and uh, nice. a lot of hard, wet, hard work and confusion. But yeah, we utilized that and we built from there. Um, you know, here we are a couple of weeks later and, uh, you know, we had a day and a half's notice that indoor dining would return at 50%. And uh, we're like, well, I guess we've got a day and a half to do this. So, but you know, we the, <laughs> you we can't have, underscore how hard that. Like, if you, that's very challenging. That, that's one of the things where the politicians that put that stuff in have literally no clue what that means. How hard that is to to make that. And I, that you know, and I can't, uh, and I can't fuss about that. I was just happy that it was an option, and and yeah. I can't imagine the amount of pressure and considerations that they're taking for not only the restaurant industry but just all the world's problems <laughs> kind of at the moment you know yeah, yeah. Um, well like you said at least, just, at least it was something yeah i was just happy as hell to hear that even it was a possibility then i looked inside and i was thinking oh my gosh this wasn't part of the plan because we had you know we had completely taken over this brand new room that we had just extended into the picking room um, and it was complete, you know, we brought in racks so we could carry all the, or hold all the to-go packaging that became necessary and, you know, converted that room into an extension of the kitchen just so that we could, you know, streamline the, the packaging process, which was something that we all had to learn because, you know, we, you know, we were predominantly 80% on-site business to that point. So we dabbled in carry out, but it wasn't. It was mostly crabs to go and, uh, you know, some, some food here and there. So, so that was a new, that was a new, but I'm thinking, well, shoot, not only do we have to get the room emptied and get that ready and, you know, it's, it's time for some more crew to come back, which is great if they're ready, but I didn't even know if they were ready. Um, you know, we've got to get this dining room cleared out. We've, <laughs> we've got to get the signs and the stickers and the this and the that's, and, but we made it happen. And, and, um, and then so that was a step in the right direction for us um all the meanwhile will we're having one of the slowest beginnings to the crab local crab harvest ever really um why oh my gosh they just were not to be found man it, mm. well i told you i started learning that triathlon stuff well i didn't even know how to swim distance until last september so i had to learn fast and furious so i, I went out it was like 52 degrees in the river back in March or April and I get in a wetsuit like a total idiot. Now, keeping in mind the river, the part I'm swimming in is only like four feet deep, right? So it's not, it's not a total dangerous dumbass move, but, um, make a long story short, I've been, I've been swimming in the river all spring and, uh, come to find out some of the people that finally taught me the do's and the don'ts of swimming, um, are also, uh, in, they're, they're part of the Waterkeeper organization, which is an environmental group. And uh, so he's got just a wealth of scientific knowledge. But uh, he said in the month of May, the water temperature was a full 10 degrees colder uh, here in 2020, just due to a mild spring. Um, we had a mild winter, 
but the mild spring, the temperature never got up. So, you know, crabs don't care what month it is. They just care whether that's water, whether that water is ready for them to be in or not. And um, so it just was like another problem. 10 degrees? That's that's a big deal in water. 10 degrees, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, major. Oh, and then I didn't even tell you the funnest part. So on top of COVID completely basically wrecking, you know, what we thought our business would be, and then the crabs not being here, then we got hit with two storms within a three-day period that Mm. blew sections of our roof off. Oh, God. and so, you know, I get a call in the morning. Hey, man, your your roof's blowing down Route 50. I said, you've got to be kidding me. You know, I thought they were joking. <laughs> I went out. So I'm out there in this, you know, bright yellow Christopher Robin raincoat chasing the roofing panels down the down the street so they don't cause any damage, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's blowing oh. like 50-mile-an-hour gusts and just gnarly as all heck. And, of course... I'm trying to chase stuff down in my truck and I run over these signs that are falling down. So then I get a flat tire anyway. Make a long story short, three days later, somebody calls me in the morning and says, Hey, man, your roof's blowing down Route 50. I said, You gotta be kidding me. Happened again from a, a whole different part or a whole uh. different wind direction, except this time, the second time, made the first time look like it was nothing. So uh, I don't know, man. It, it, it has been. Jeez. But then, you know take all that and it's like all right well still got to move forward still got to move forward um but anyway and so my business partner and i decided also hey in the middle of this why not why not completely take out our entire existing pos system because uh, we had we had dabbled with the square uh-huh. and for the online capability and the more we looked at it we're like man this looks like a really good program so we converted our point sale systems over to that uh now we're using now we're using it for time cards, for payroll, for sales, for online sales. We we matched it up with our, our daily accounting software. So, you know, it our house got completely, completely wrecked. And through the process, we've, you know, now, if you look outside, we've got a beautiful brand new roof, brand new siding. We've got a whole different business model. We're back up to close to 20 crew members now which is wonderful and we're hoping to bring some more on if the state of maryland continues to have good numbers and they don't you know Mm. close things down again i just read that baltimore just got closed for indoor dining um you know which is a totally you know we're you know we're an hour and a half two hours away it's a totally different type of situation because you know baltimore's a it's a big town it's a big city and you know we're just a small town on the eastern shore yeah um but i don't make the rules you know, throughout this process, I don't make the rules. I just, we just have to make decisions based on what's in front of us. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, but I, I know that's, I just started rambling again. No, I mean, you asked what you, you asked what's been going on. That's, a, that's a what, little bit of it. Well, you still, so you're, you're at 50% now, but all as of, as of, as today, of today, we are yeah. still at 50%. Yes. Okay. So right. we have outdoor dining. We have 50%. And we have, um, you know, of course, carry out and online orders. Uh, but you know, outdoor dining doesn't doesn't it, it's it it can be good, but you know, July and August here, hot, <laughs> hot human man. Yeah, yeah you're uh, you got to be pretty committed to do outdoor dining uh, at certain part of the days. So that, it's a nice option to have. It, it worked for about two weeks in May. 
you know, mm. pleasant. But, but hey, this is a, you know, we've got climate. We've got climate and we've got humidity and we've got, you know, you know can't, can't control those things. Well, last month's been hot. I bet those crabs are hanging out now. Yeah, that water oh, must have warmed up. They came. Yeah, yeah, they came hot and heavy. It, right yeah. around Father's Day. Yeah. Um, they just flooded in. It was nothing, 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 nothing. The, the uh, professional watermen and waterwomen out there, I mean, they were working full days well. And I, and I don't know if you've ever put in a full day on the water. Nope. But, but it's you're, talking about, you're talking about some work. And oh, they'd yeah. be out there all day to bring in, you know, 25 pounds of crab. That's a half oh. a bushel. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't work that much, put out that much effort, buy the fuel, buy the bait, put in the time, and, and you know, and, and, but that's, 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 you know, they kept going at it, kept going at it, and it was, it was slow, but then right around Father's Day, man, crabs came in, and they are, it went from nothing to the most beautiful, big, and consistent crabs for the past no, no, five, six weeks or so. How many bushels did they so, bring in on a good day? Yeah, ooh, I, I don't want to, I don't even want to take a stab at that because it can vary. It depends so much on the, on the person's setup, um, you know, whether they're trot line, whether, whether they're fishing pots, how big of a boat they have, what, what mm. area they're going to, whether they're a pro, whether they're a recreational Gotcha. person okay um but suffice know, but, it to say that half a bushel is not not much no matter what size operation yeah. no let's yeah. no yeah. let's say I, I don't even know how to compare it um to something that would be uh instantly transferable but no it you know you, you need no you need a lot more than a half bushel a day to yeah. to make it uh, as, a, as a waterman well um well look man I uh, I'd love to talk to you all day. I've actually, I've got another one here at two, so I'm gonna let you roll. And I know you got a lot going on anyway, but man, I hope we get to uh, talk more frequently than we have. I hope that maybe next time you come to Asheville, I, just if you remember, let me know because it's a little quick two hour drive for me, and I I'll, I will take any excuse to go to Asheville uh, anytime. So. I sure would love to meet you. Did you, by the way, did you end up meeting Marijuana or did y'all connect or did you go to Buxton Hall or Chipani or anything last time? I, I remember y'all. I, I, yeah, I go to Chipani every time. I'm okay. In okay. Love, I absolutely love that place. Um, but no, I, you, uh, you connected us and we had um, just had a few little chit chats via text. But yeah. no, I think that was also probably around the time while he was uh, out and expanding uh, into a different market. And um, yeah. so no, had a, had a great text exchange and um, uh he just notified. So I had a real nice chat with, um, you know, some of the folks that were there working that day at Chaipani. You know, I didn't, didn't have a whole lot to say. Just was hoping to shake, you know, shake his hand after I ate some great food. But now I, uh, but yeah, I, I always like to keep an eye on, uh, what's going on with them. And man, what pretty exciting things happening in their world. Yeah. Spice Walla. I think freaking Oprah got it on there. <laughs> Her favorite things. And that thing blew up. So yeah, they're going, they're doing good stuff. Well, look, let me know next time you're there for sure. I really do. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like it's a easy, I've made day trips up there. I've, I've made a day trip to go eat lunch with marijuana before. So, uh, I, I'll make it happen for sure. Um, but man, y'all keep after it and, um, appreciate the time. It was really good catching up. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, man. Good talking to you and keep doing what you're doing. I know, uh, 
I know I know from firsthand experience, uh, you, you pull some good tidbits out that uh, mean mean more to people than you'll probably ever know, Hoss. So keep on it. All right, my friend. You too. Appreciate it, Travis. We'll talk again soon. All right, Will. All right. See you. See you.